pray together. Come Holy Spirit, give you permission to do whatever it is you desire. Make our minds, our hearts, and our souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Scriptures are are telling us and are teaching us that anything involved with faith, recognizing Christ as Lord, of believing in God Himself, of moving along in grace and sanctification, growth in the theological virtues, configuration to Christ, living on mission, evangelization, all of these things are impossible without the life and the movement and the power of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate Pentecost today. We have had, this is, this is the last day of the Easter season. We've been 50 days in the Easter season just rejoicing in the power of the resurrection of the Lord. Ten days ago, we had the ascension for us. It was seven days ago on Sunday where Christ, we celebrate Christ's ascension to the Father. He spent the 40 days with the apostles, other disciples, post-resurrection. The 40 days after, and they were going back here, we're reading the gospel from Easter day, where they are afraid and they're locked in the upper room, fearful that they too would be crucified. And Jesus comes in, he breaks in the midst of the the locked room, in the midst of the closed door of their own hearts as well, and says to them, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then for 40 days, the Lord is with them, teaching them, reminding them, instructing them, preparing them. And when he's going, when, when the ascension is there, what does he tell them to do? Go back into the city. And they go back actually to the same place where the Last Supper was celebrated, where they were hiding in the upper room after he was crucified, before the resurrection. And they go back to the same place, and he tells them to watch and to pray and to wait. To wait for the gift from the Father. And so they go, and the Blessed Virgin Mary is there with them, and they are praying, and they are waiting, and they are doing so for nine days between the Ascension and Pentecost. This is where we Catholics get novena from. Nine days of prayer, nine days of longing, nine days of waiting and calling upon the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit comes manifesting himself in in the breath of the wind, right? And the tongues of fire on the head of the apostles. And then it is there in this moment that these men who were afraid, these men who were fearful, 
but had all the information from Christ who had been with the resurrected Christ for 40 days. Still fumbling and bumbling along the way. But when the Holy Spirit comes, He brings life and power and strength and courage and efficacy to their mission. So that they go out and they're preaching and miraculously People are from all parts of the world, right? They are there, and it says they are hearing them preach in and speak in their own language. And thousands of them are converted and baptized on that day. Same guys. What's the difference? The difference is the self-reliance is gone and there's an openness and a receptivity and a cooperation with the power of the Holy Spirit. This unique and powerful manifestation and this is the beginning of the church, the Pentecost. The church, the church speaks about two birthplaces of the church. One, from the side of Christ that it is pierced, the blood and water pour forth, symbolizing the baptism as the initial sacrament and the Holy Eucharist as the, the greatest, right, of them. And then from there, too, there's, there's this connection and this movement to Pentecost where the Holy Spirit comes and He fills them. The one that Jesus says, it is good that I go. It is good that I go. How many times have we thought to ourselves, man, it would be great if the Lord was like right here. He was like right here. I could be like Peter, Mary Magdalene, and she's like, Jesus, uh, the one you love is ill. Come. But Jesus says to us, actually, it is good that I go. Because if I do not go, then the Father will not send the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, who are we to argue with the Lord? It is better, he tells us, in this time and in this age to have the Holy Spirit animating our souls. Animating our souls. Giving life the Lord and the giver of life, who is God himself, one of the three persons in the Trinity, bringing life to our souls. But here's, here's the thing, a couple of things that we often do. We forget the Holy Spirit. We forget him. Brothers and sisters, St. Paul it tells us very, very clearly, all of us, you know who knows how to pray here? None of us on our own. Zero. The living word of God, St. Paul says, we do not know how to pray as we should. But it is the Holy Spirit in our own souls who groans with this inexpressible groaning, interceding for us according to the will of God. So if you've thought to yourself, gosh, prayer is hard, then you've had a correct thought. It can be hard. Catechism speaks of prayer as a battle at times. But how many times have you, have I, right, genuinely calling on the Holy Spirit, 
Romans 8.26, if you want to go read it and pray with it yourself, St. Paul saying, like, we cannot, we too often seek to rely upon ourselves. Let me just pray harder or longer or get a different devotion or, or buy a new Bible. My old one must be broken. If I get a new one, then I can pray better. And it's no. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Before you pray, every single time, this is the beginning, that in humility we acknowledge, I don't know what I'm doing and I cannot pray on my own. Come, Holy Spirit. And unfailingly the Spirit will come. That does not mean in that moment you will feel anything different, but I guarantee you He is there in you and with you interceding. There are moments where we will sense His presence, the peaceful presence of the Holy Spirit, sometimes profoundly, sometimes simply, sometimes distractedly, sometimes not at all. But when we ask Him to come, unfailingly He comes. Just as the Father and the Son, as Christ says in the Scriptures, the Father and I stand at the door and knock. And the Spirit is with them. They stand at the door and knock. What is the door? The door of our own souls. And anyone, he says, who opens to us, anyone who opens, I will come in and the Father with me and we will dine with them. Unfailingly. Coming. This is the whole movement of the incarnation. This is the whole movement of the Paschal mystery. This is, this is the coming of the Lord. And when the Son comes, so does the Spirit. The pursuit of us. And then as we are trying to grow in virtue, or trying to grow in evangelization, trying to grow in, in fortitude, or prudence, or justice, chastity, gentleness, patience, strength, courage, Temperance, what is it that we're trying to grow in? Like, gosh, have I just, like, how often are we striving on our own power? Let us ask the Holy Spirit daily come. Come. And it will still be a journey. It's not this overnight reality. It will still be a journey. But brothers and sisters, the more we rely on the Holy Spirit, the more we ask the Holy Spirit to come, the more His power will, will be animated in our own life and we will be aware of God's work within us. I promise you that. And I'm only repeating the promise of Christ. So some homework, the prayer, even just a simple three-word phrase, come Holy Spirit, needs to become something that's this habitual for us, always. Anytime before we pray in our specific uh, discipline of our own personal prayer time, which for all of us should be daily, Anytime just throughout the day, my thinking, or I, I need, you know, whatever, maybe I'm in traffic and I don't want to, you know, 
say all the things that I write on the tip of my tongue. Come Holy Spirit. Whenever we are longing and needing the grace of the Father, come Holy Spirit. Secondly, the gifts of the Spirit. There are seven sanctifying gifts of the Spirit. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, piety, fear of the Lord, fortitude. All of these things, right? These these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need to study them and know so that in the particular moments, we ask, we ask for them. Come. Because they are meant, actually, the sanctifying gifts of the Spirit. What do they do? They perfect the virtues within us. So if we want to grow in virtue, to ask for a new outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit is basically like, supercharge my cooperation with grace to grow in virtue. And these are given at baptism. They're in the soul. Sometimes they're just latent because we don't understand them. We don't know them. We don't ask for them. So brothers and sisters, read them. Study them. And don't just study them intellectually, but ask the Holy Spirit to give you more of these in your own life specifically then also be asking for an increase of the theological virtues of faith hope and love no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit do you want to believe more deeply do you want to believe more perseveringly it is not on your own effort brothers and sisters but it is a cooperation with the grace and the movement and the power of the Holy Spirit and so we need to ask but here's what happens we get in a situation and we're like gosh I need to have more faith and then the enemy comes he is the accuser so what does he do he starts accusing you but he hides behind your own voice. What does it sound like? Gosh, I don't have enough faith and I'm no good and I'm not gonna be good enough. So just gotta muscle up some more faith. Just muscle up some more faith. Why can't you muscle up some more faith? You know, and then maybe we just try to do that or we run. It's like, it's, it's, it's his voice who's just using ours to accuse us and to scourge us. But in that moment where we realize our faith is weak and our faith is small, it's just actually a simple little thing. Come, Lord. I am poor and I am little and I need you. My faith is weak. Increase my faith. Right out of the scriptures. My faith is weak increase my faith. You see where the attention is? The attention is on Jesus. The attention is on the Holy Spirit. The attention is not on ourselves. When when we're turned towards ourselves too much, right, the enemy is operative and accusing us. And then we start thinking, I just got to do more. I just got to do more. I just got to do more. I'm no good. I'm no good. Do we have to exert effort? Yes. Do we have to be diligent in our efforts? Yes. Do we have to be heroic in our efforts at times? Yes, but never on our own, only in response to the movement of the Holy Spirit. So what Jesus tells them at the ascension, he doesn't say, hey guys, the Holy Spirit's going to come, okay? And the only way the Holy Spirit is going to come is I develop this spiritual optical course. Obstacle course, okay? And so if you can complete the spiritual obstacle course, then you'll get the Holy Spirit. 
go at it. No, he says, go to the city and wait and pray. It is first a disposition of longing, of crying out, waiting, and receiving. And then when the Holy Spirit was received, then they're moving. Miraculously, they're moving. And this is the rhythm of our life. Patient waiting, longing, crying out. And the Holy Spirit comes and then we move. And this could be like in a matter of five seconds in our life. It could be like it's just, it's just the rhythm of our life. The rhythm of, the, of a Christian life. Come Holy Spirit. Come fill me with your gifts. Come sanctify me. Increase my faith, hope, and love. And then boom, now I'm moving. Now I'm cooperating with grace. Not the opposite. The enemy wants the opposite. Go, 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 go. Earn, 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 earn. Then you'll get. No. It's lies from the pit of hell. So today, on the Feast of the Pentecost, we are here and we need to ask, come Holy Spirit, increase my faith, increase my hope, increase my love, increase the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit in my own life. And then we commit every day to pray. And the beginning of every prayer is always asking the Holy Spirit to come in humility. And then as we're moving and living and we find ourselves in our own head, chastising ourselves, we turn from the chastisement, from the lies of the enemy, and we look at the Lord. Lord, I am weak. I am poor. Increase my faith and give me the particular gift and the particular virtue I need now. And I move and live in Him. In Him. Because He is the Lord and the giver of life. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then, brothers and sisters, it's not about our, only about our own growth and sanctification. We must proclaim the gospel to others. We must speak of what Christ has done in our life and invite people to come to him because he is the only way and the only truth and the only life towards eternal life. Christ in Christ alone. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord, and Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. He's saying that today. He's sending the Holy Spirit. And as the Father has sent him, the, Jesus is sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Fill our hearts and our minds and our souls with your divine life. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.